0: there. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Lakeside. I'm your host Daniel Stomball, and I'm glad you're here with me today. We're going to have a transformational day today. We're going to take the next few minutes and talk about our identity in Christ is, who we are in him and who we are to him. And this is powerful because identity brings purpose. Let's get started. Welcome back. Today is episode number 35, and we're talking about the wedding day. This is it, the big wedding day. And if you notice that Solomon's uh, Song of Solomon has flashbacks and flash forwards, it's like you're watching an episode of Lost, but this one has a point. <laughs> this story has a point. So you're going back and forth, back and forth, uh, flash forwards, uh, uh, flashbacks, and just kind of um, this little introduction of the stories laid out in such a beautiful way. You have this communication expression and wet rest that has been um, established, The cycle of, of communication expression and rest has been established from king solomon to her and it's really an awesome look at how a relationship is supposed to look you know we're supposed to have that blend of communication expression and rest and so you see that uh circulating through and then all of a sudden you have this this chapter 3 uh, verse number 9 and 10 and it's it's just this powerful look this is a flashback to the day the bride is thinking remember she was just in episode 34 she was in the bed of the of the king and she's looking out at the darkness and and she saw the protection of the king and now we got this flashback where she's remembering when the king came to her village like you know when she was out um, we're gonna find out later on she was out um, one day in the in the village when she grew up as a, as a shepherd girl and she was tending sheep and she went off this little valley and she found this boy and it was really really what she didn't know, but it was King Solomon in disguise. who's kind of going out to see his kingdom and he dressed up as a shepherd and he's kind of going around and kind of incognito, Jason Bourne type thing, you know, and he was going through the village and through the different uh, areas of the kingdom, just kind of learning who this, who this, what he had and who who the kingdom was comprised of, you know, and he met this girl, they fell in love and she didn't know he was a king. He just told her, he said, as custom, he said, I'm going to come back and get you and I'm going to go and make sure that I'm ready and everything is ready and I'm going to come back and get you and I'm ready to take care of you. And so he left. And and the day came when he was supposed to come back for her. But instead of the shepherd boy coming back uh, with a few goats or things to give to her family, it was actually this chariot, uh, this carriage rolls up into the village and it stops outside of her house. And just like a Cinderella story, like this thing is beautiful, this carriage. And she um, is greeted by the, the footmen of the carriage. They come to collect her, so to speak, and they say that your groom is ready for you you know and all of a sudden she's blown away because she realized that the king, that the shepherd boy was in fact the king And so what makes this such a beautiful chapter and and such a beautiful passage is she's remembering how he brought her to himself and how he made that happen. And so um, she's in this carriage and she's riding as it's going back towards the kingdom. She's looking around at the carriage and she's seeing this. And this was when she discovers that it wasn't just the bridal carriage. This was something that he had made himself. Like Solomon designed this thing from the ground up, and he built it himself, and he did this out of love. It was a labor of love for him. Uh, Solomon was wise beyond his years. And, and Solomon, um, when you look at someone like, a person like Solomon, I call him illuminated. They're the kind of people that don't just know how to do something. Um, they usually have done it themselves just because they enjoy it. Um, they'll, they'll take an electrical engineering course and pass it and get licensed as electrician just because they enjoy it. Like they may never intend to be a licensed electrician, but they'll do it. They build a cabinet. They do something because it's like, I can do this. I'm going to do it well, and I'm going to move on to learn a new skill. And Solomon was wise, and I believe he did that. And so you see chapter 3, uh, verse number 9 and 10, and we'll just start there. It says, King Solomon made himself a chariot of the wood of Lebanon. Now, everything that you're going to read, everything we're going to see in just a moment, has it's got a beautiful picture tied to it. And so uh, we're going to take it th- the time over the next two episodes to look at this whole wedding day scenario and how it relates to us and God bringing us and reconciling us to himself. And so it says that the chariot is made of the wood of Lebanon. He made the pillars thereof of silver. That would be this, the struts and the, the car- undercarriage uh, of silver. The bottom thereof of gold, that's the part she would sit in. The covering of it of, of purple. So that carriage that she sits in, it was made of gold. And the covering that she was sitting on top of was made of purple in the midst thereof. Being paved with love for the daughters of Jerusalem. That's what it said in in the the little writing and stuff was inscribed on it for the daughters of Jerusalem. And so you look at this thing and say, now, wait a minute, this was definitely a bridal carriage. Um, I can see that. But, you know, let's go into detail here. So the lyrics here, the picture that is the day that Solomon brings his bride to the kingdom for the royal wedding. And that's an awesome picture there. And the melody is that Solomon wanted her to be driven slowly through the kingdom because he wanted her to be seen. And for her to see everything that there was of his kingdom. Like Solomon just didn't get her from point A to point B and take her from her house to the doorstep of the palace. That carriage rolled along down by the ravine. It rolled around by the fish pools. It rolled around through the, the, court, the countryside. It rolled through the town, through the marketplace. That carriage went everywhere in the kingdom. It was a slow, deliberate trip. And he was doing that so the people could see who he chose as his bride, for one. You see, God designed us to be seen. Life, when you meet Christ, it's not just, I'm, I met God and all of a sudden, bam, I take you home. And now we live with Jesus now. No, there's we still do life. And the reason why it can seem like it, life can take a long time. What is this going on? What is this, uh, these 70 plus years or whatever it is that we look at as saying, this is the average life expectancy. Why are we doing this? God designed us to be seen. He said, look, you're mine and you're in a relationship with me. And I want the world to see you. I want them to see you now that I, my spirit, it is and is indwelling you and I quicken you, as the Bible says. And that light shines out into the darkness, the, the city on a hill, the candle uh, that's underneath a, not underneath the bushel. Um, all of those things. Daniel said, they that be wise shall shine like the, the brightness of the heavens, the firmament. God made us to be seen by people and God places us in, in areas and circumstances where people can see us. Why? Because God wants us to see, be seen. He wants his bride to be on full display. He wants us as the bride of Christ to be on full display. And he drove through, but he also, he does the so we can see everything that he has done man god wanted her uh, god wants us to see everything that he has made the king wanted this girl to see everything about the kingdom and to understand that this was now hers it was all part of this uh, that she was seeing was now part of what she had and and she had access to it and she owned it she had dominion over it and god lets us be seen by other people but he also wants us to see him at work man we have an incredible gift y'all if you're breathing that's an incredible gift you get a chance every day to see something that God has made in the kingdom. I look outside my my yard, and I see the trees, and I see the squirrels, I see the birds, I see all the different things that are out there, and I'm, I'm just blown away. God, you are awesome. You made all of this. Man, I see people doing acts of kindness, and I see God flowing through other people, and it's awesome to me to see the kingdom powerful. Man, I used to grow up when I was younger uh, in this uh, very small environment where uh, a denominational environment where everything was just small. and God was God was blessing us and he was working through my church only. And we were the only ones that had the truth. <laughs> and when you get out, and you see how massive the kingdom of God truly is. Like I found brothers from the same father, you know, <laughs> brothers from different mothers. I found uh, sisters from the same mister. I found every, man, I found a family, family, family. We, ha. Huh? family. I found them, man. They're like everywhere. They're in every country and they speak every tongue. And man, they are one body, man. They're united and they're moving forward uh, for Christ. And I look at that and I see that it stirs my heart. I say, man, I get to see the kingdom every day. I go to work and I get to see the kingdom. Man, when I step out of my car, I see the kingdom at work and I, it's awesome to me. It blows me away that God didn't just take me home as soon as I met him. He said, no, I want you to see something about me. I want you to learn something about me. He wanted, the king wanted her. To fully see all that she had now been given. It's awesome. But I look at the message of this, and the message is very, very beautiful here. The message stands out to me, and I see that this chariot, first of all, was made from the cedars of Lebanon. What makes this so beautiful is because cedar trees were not. They were not indigenous to that area. They had to be brought into the area. Solomon uh, transported those from the king of Tyre. Like he got all of this material for the temple and for his own house, and he transported cedars and caused them to grow there, and he made them a staple. And cedar, uh, cedar was very, very um, hardy wood. It was very. It withstood the arid temperature. And it could uh, take a lot of punishment in the climate, and so it was very valuable there as a building material. But when I look at that, I also see that the cedar. A lot of people, scholars, believe that the cedars uh, were. That's what the cross was made out of. Was cedar wood the Romans would have picked a material that they could use over and over and over and over and over again and didn't have to be uh, destroyed or it didn't lose its, its structural integrity. They would use these the cedar wood and the cross was made of cedar. And so the cross to me is a picture here. It says that the chariot was made from cedar. And you and I, as we get transported to the kingdom of God, that transportation takes place by one way and one way only. And that is through the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. It was his sacrifice upon the cross, his blood that was shed that covers my sins. Jesus is lord he is the word of god he is lord and i look at that and i say jesus you know your your cross was made of cedar and the, the the chariot was made out of cedar and i was transported and if you're a child of god you were transported through one way and one way only that was through the cross of christ man the chariot was made of the cedars of lebanon that pictures the cross of calvary it was the cross that carries us to the kingdom silver was a picture of strength the undercarriage of that uh, of that carriage was made up of of silver and it was a picture of the strength of the king and i look at my chariot that the cross of christ and it's upheld by the strength of god i can do all things through christ which strengtheneth me i love isaiah where it says that they that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength the word wait means to huddle up or to draw close to or to get into relationship with he said look if you when you huddle up with god when you draw close to god you renew your strength the word renew means to take off and put on like like I would take off a shirt and put a new shirt on. I take off my strength. I take off my ability and I put on his. And when I draw close to God, I will find myself taking off my strength and putting on his strength. And he says, I'll renew their strength The shall mount up with wings as evil eagles. As you go through life, as you draw close to God and you come to the point where you're limiting your strength, you say, I can't do anymore. That little quote that says, God never puts anything on more honest than we can carry. That's a bunch of baloney. It sounds good, but it is not scriptural. It's not in the Bible. In fact, it's God does overwhelm us God does allow us to be overwhelmed Paul said in man said I despaired of my life I came to the point of the shipwreck where I I looked forward to death I was done with this and why would God overwhelm me because if you never reach a point where your strength is inadequate and when you start to fail you'll never 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 reach a point where you need the strength of God and so I put on his strength he said you draw close to me and and I'll renew your strength you put on your strength and as you go through your trials some of sometimes you're gonna find yourself soaring over the top of those trials like an eagle and sometimes you're gonna find yourself running through those trials like a distance runner and sometimes all you'll be able to do is just simply walk through those things but i promise you this you shall not faint It is my strength that upholds that carriage as it goes through this life. And as you get transported through the kingdom, you're going to go through times where you're going to look back and say, the only way I could have made it was through the cross of Christ. And the only way I could have made it through that circumstance was through the strength of God. But not only that, but I also see the carriage itself is of gold. Man, the, the bucket of that carriage was gold. It's a picture of power and royalty. Man, it's power. It's wealth. It's purity. Man, is strength. That carriage is built on the cross of Christ. It's upheld by the strength of God and it's his, his purity. It's his purity that keeps me clean. He gave me his purity so I can become pure. I'm sitting on purple, it's a color of royalty. That covering, that covered her was royalty. We are covered by the royalty of God. Not by works of righteousness which we have done. No, nothing about us. My righteousness is not dependent on me. My righteousness was completely dependent on what Christ has done for me. His God that has made me who I am, and His God who's made you who you are. But not only that, I look at the pavement. She looks in the, in the inside of that chariot and she said it was paved with love. I wonder what "paved" meant. What does that mean? It means little tiles, like little hand-cut tiles, a reflective surface, like a mirror type or glass. And that inside of that carriage was completely mosaic-tiled with glass and, and mirror pieces. And and as the light would reflect on that journey, it would almost dazzle you, like you were then the inside of a, a disco ball, right? So light is streaming everywhere, and every movement, every jostle of that carriage as it as it hit a lump in the road or as it had a dip, um, and that carriage would jostle, and you. You'd be sitting in that carriage kind of jostling side to side you'd be the light would constantly catch your eye little fragments of that carriage would constantly be catching your attention and cause you to look at it. you'd see what kind of detail was put into this somebody really really put a lot of detail into this journey for me and and made this journey uh something special to me and i can't wait to meet the person who put this together for me right and those little tiles those little mosaics are little glimpses and glimmers and and shots that hit your attention that say i love you i love you i I love you, I love you, I love you, and man, I'm telling you what, as you begin to move through the journey with God, and you rest in his strength, and you understand your identity, you understand the glory that surrounds you, and you understand that you're covered in his righteousness, what you see more than everything else is that you see these little glimpses of his love, and they hit you every single day, it's like, bam, 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 rapid fire, it's God's love on display fully, and man, it may it, that, that little glimpse of love may be a cup of coffee that's just perfect, and you take that sip of that coffee, and it's like, oh, this is awesome, what is that? man it's just a little glimpses of God saying I love you today man you see a bird that catches your eye or or something happens outside or maybe it's your child that comes up to you and gives you a big hug for no reason they want nothing you're sitting there in the chair and they come up and climb up in your lap and you just smell the fragrance of their hair and they're you they're like you in a miniature form and you look at that child it's like this is a glimpse of God's love for me he allows me to experience this like God loves me And he wants my love. He he, he wants that exchange of my love to him. But he shares me with those people that call me dad. He shares me. He shares my attention. He says, I love you that much that I'm willing to share your attention. I'll share your attention with a fishing trip. I'll share your attention with with a song that plays in the radio that you love. I'll share you attention. I love you that much that I'll share you to me that is just beautiful little glimpses of love every time when you're just driving down the road it's just you feel the sunshine on your on your skin it's like warm it's like, wow or you see something beautiful it takes your breath away man you get a hug or a kiss and it's like whew, it just stirs your heart what is that it's those glimpses of love it's those little pavements those little pavings of love let me ask you a question what have you seen in the kingdom today that's taken your breath away? What have you seen that speaks of the power of the king? do doesn't have to be massive. Man, for some people look back and say, man, he, the king completely restored a marriage that was broken. Man, the king fixed a relationship. Man, I saw something really powerful in the kingdom and this is what it was. What have you seen of the kingdom that's taken your breath away? What speaks of the power of the king? Man, you're not onto, you're not alone in this thing. As you go through life, you can even look through life like I'm just going through life. I'm, I remember hearing a, a pastor preach one time and he says, Well, bless God, I can't wait to get up to heaven, man, because I'm going to sit beside the crystal stream and fish, brother. I remember listening to that and I thought, man, he's excited about going to heaven because when he gets to heaven, he's just going to fish. And you're really hoping that there's fish up in heaven for this guy because... God's what if, what happens if you get there and you say I want to fish God and he says to you he says man what are you talking about I gave you 70 years on earth to fish I gave you rivers I gave you half of your planet over half your planet was water that's <laughs> full of fish why didn't you fish when you were there most people get to heaven and all they want to do is just they look forward to get into heaven so that they can just rest and just stop man you get to heaven it's like I get to see the king I get to see the king. So we're going to just jump in. Next episode is going to be when the carriage rolls to a stop. And what happens when that carriage that she's in rolls to a stop? What does she do? Uh, what? Who's waiting? And how is that look? And and what is the symbolic picture of episode uh, number 36? But this has been episode 35. Thank you so much for being on here with me today. I hope you have the greatest day of your life today. And give away your smile. Your smile is your source. And the world is hungry for your source. God bless you. And I will see you next time. Bye-bye.